welcome to another episode of Keeping It Rail. While you listen to this podcast and think about the topics we'll explore, remember that the areas you're moving into are always most important. Always prepare for what you're about to do and always know what's happening while you're doing it. That's how you move to protect others and yourself. Now, from headquarters, here's our host, Jason Francis. All right, welcome to another episode of Keeping It Rail. Who do we have with us today, Travis? Today we have Mitchell Reagan, one of the drivers who was featured in our Driver Chronicles video series that people can find on our YouTube channel. Mitchell, how you doing? Good, good. How are you guys? Doing fantastic, man. I was not aware of the Driver Chronicles until Travis sent me a link today. I watched I watched most of them. They're kind of an interesting series. I was not up on the original podcast that you were on, so I'm just getting to know you now. Yeah, last time Mitchell was on, we talked a little bit about uh, his journey uh, from where we left off with the Chronicles up until that time, which was a few months ago. And uh, Mitchell, uh, still working local position. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. So still working the local position. We got a, uh, you know, a little bit of a dedicated fleet here about uh, four or five guys um, that shuttle between uh, here and Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, I'm just the uh, yard driver here in Beaver Dam. So I'm, I'm just here all day and I'm uh, moving around all the uh, reefer trailers that, uh, you know, go down to Milwaukee. Um, and obviously, you know, it's not just the reefer trailers. Uh, you know, I work with the dry vans to, um, you know, move around some, uh, there's pallets in there and, uh, you know, some recycling trailers and stuff, you know, a bunch of cardboard and plastic and stuff like that. They load up and, you know, I, I just manage the yard here in Beaver Dam. Um, we also have a warehouse on the north end of town that I go to uh, a few times a day. That keeps me busy because uh, I got to swap out some trailers over there on that side of town. And, uh, you know, there's always there's always something to do here. Uh, it's it's a good time. I get to see get to see a lot of uh, Dairyland drivers and uh, even some national drivers come in. It's good to uh you know, hear from them how their experience has been with the company, uh, you know, just uh, how they've been doing over the road and, and everything. It's it's a good time. How long have you been doing that? This actually today, this week, this this Monday was my uh, one year anniversary here at Beaver Dam. Right on. I'm actually I'm actually pretty familiar with that run. I've made that run a few hundred times at least. <laughs> Oh, gotcha. A few hundred times. I've spent many nights in that parking lot, Kitty Corner across there, that's for sure. So Yeah, yeah. And it's I must say it is it is a nice lot. You know, it's nice and comfortable, you know, got some space between the trailers and everything. Uh you know, I try to, you know, keep all the rail trailers together so it's nice and organized. Um, like I said, it's it's a spacious lot, you know, easy in, easy out. So you know, it, it really is ideal to, uh, 
you know, spend the night. And, you know, I, I try to make it uh, as easy as I can for all the other drivers. There's a couple of places right down the street where a driver can walk down and get a good hamburger too there. If I remember, right? Yeah. There's a, uh, uh, it is, it's, it's a good, not, you know, too far of a walk from downtown, just a couple blocks. Uh, got a few restaurants there. Uh, I think the most popular one though is actually, uh, it's actually a Chinese buffet place that I have, uh, a couple drivers have told me they've stopped by there and, you know, for the night and, you know, that's where they eat. That's kind of them treating themselves for the week as they walk down there and they have, you know, a good, a good Chinese meal to kind of mix it up. Right on. Everybody in the office here laughs at me because I'm on the phone talking to drivers all the time. And I'm like, oh, yeah, just down the street, there's this restaurant. You know, they got great cheeseburgers or whatever, you know. <laughs> and my coworkers, my coworkers are all like, how do you do that? I'm like, well, I spent 30 years out on the road. I know a few things. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh huh. <laughs> so, what is that? Like a five day work week? Or are you working five and a half? Or? Yeah. Nope, it's uh it's pretty much just Monday through Friday. My contracted hours are pretty much like five thirty to four. But yeah, you'll you might see me in here like five to you know four thirty some days. It, it really just varies on uh on what's all going on that day and what I all got to do and stuff. And uh, you know, if if the loaders are, you know, working later and there's a lot of different uh factors. But uh but yeah, it's it's Monday through Friday. Um on Fridays, I usually try to, you know, head out a little early, but uh, it all depends on, you know, what happens, you know, day. So, right on. So, what happens after work? On Fridays, when I, you know, leave home or when I when I leave earlier, I try to, uh, you know, get out, go fishing. Uh, you know, just try to do stuff outside in the summer. We're fishing now. Yeah. Now, now I'm in the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, yep. It's it's uh it's fishing, you know, uh you know, we've got a couple rivers we go to, a couple, you know, lakes, ponds, it's uh that kind of stuff. Um we what's been taking up most of our time this summer is uh we've been working on our boat lately. Um there's been some uh ups and downs with that. Uh cool. but I think actually now we got it to a good point where uh you know, we just got to work out a few little tweaks. We might actually be taking that out tonight yet. But, uh, you know, you know the yeah. story, man. Bust out another thousand. You'll have that thing fixed in no time. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> uh huh. I've heard that a couple times. Yeah. What kind of boat yeah. you got? It's a 1979 Glastron Sportster. Is Ooh, an older one. And it's, yep. Uh huh. It, when we first got it, uh, we had to, replace the whole floor in it uh there's like a big hole in the in the back and when we got it but uh we fixed it up really nice and it's it's been it's been you know had doesn't have any leaks or anything so the boat's been treating us good but it's the the motor is a 1985 90 horse mercury and that's and and overall it's been a good motor a reliable motor like I said, this year now that I've been uh, home more often, I'm trying to, uh, you know, uh, get get it get it to uh, how do I say it? Just to uh, uh, a more I want to squeeze a little more out of it. You know, I really want to, you know, get it going better and you know a little bit more reliable and stuff and, and all that kind of fun. fun stuff, you know. 
We haven't been out on the water as much as we would have liked this year, not as much as other years, but uh, it'll all be worth it for this upcoming season. I, I'm not. I have good. Yeah. I'm not yeah. super familiar with that boat. What is that? Like a ski boat or something? It is. Yeah. Uh huh. That's uh, that was the opportunity that was provided to us as ski boats. Because uh, personally, I would want more of a fishing setup. Um, but up north, we actually have kind of more of a fishing boat. Uh, uh, yeah, just more of a fishing boat style, which, you know, so we get we got that up north. But I guess at home, it's kind of more of the of the runaround boat. Uh, yeah. Kind of a, you know, we, we get to go faster and everything. Yeah. And like I yeah. said, we can go skiing and kneeboarding and everything. And I was going to ask you if you had a family, were you pulling around the kids behind it or... <laughs> No, so I am actually uh, 23. I unfortunately don't have the uh, the responsibilities and joys of a family at the moment. Um, so that's that actually kind of brings up a couple things. Um, I'm still living at home right now, so you know, obviously, spend a lot of time with uh, my family at home. You know, mom, dad. Um, I got a twin brother and uh, a younger sister, and uh, so you know, spend a lot of good time with them. You know, especially, you know, since I've been home daily these this past year, I've um, been spending a lot of good quality family time with them. You know, uh, um, ever since I came off the road, I, I haven't taken it for granted. You know, I really try to, uh, you know, make every night, you know, something a little special. Uh, so, yeah, I've been spending a lot of time with them and uh, and also building off of that. Uh, um, I actually did uh, just get an offer accepted on a house outside of uh, outside of town here. Well, that's nice. exciting. Um, yeah. 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 Huh. So I, I'm hoping to kind of build that uh, that next chapter in my life. You know, buy a house. You know, find a girl and you know start a family. Right on, man. I'm a little older than you are. <laughs> I have. Uh, yes, uh... I think. <laughs> I have two full-grown. I have two full-grown children. They're living out on their own already. Hell, my youngest, youngest one got married this year. My daughter, my daughter's a truck driver as well. So I mean, they're kind of off on their own now. So now I'm in the, I'm in the. I have all kinds of free time. I don't have to watch the kids anymore. You know. So Mitchell, where's up north for you? Yeah, yeah. We have a cottage. Uh, it's kind of right in between Nanaqua and. Park Falls, Wisconsin. Uh, okay. It's pretty much right off of uh, 182 up there. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's yep. It's 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 in between. You know, high. It's north of 70 and south of 182. Uh, right. right in between there. Right in that area. Yep. Yeah, we actually went up there not too long ago. There up by Tomahawk. There. Um, I don't remember the name of the lake. It was it was. We went up there to uh, go to some lake, and it was so crowded. We ended up at some other random lake. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Well, I will say, uh, there's, um, you know, the the populated areas up there, like whether it be, you know, Tomahawk or Manaqua or you know, anywhere. If you're outside of town, you'll definitely find some, uh, you know, some crowded lakes or whatever. And, and it depends on the day too, I guess. But uh, you know, if if you're kind of on the outskirts of town, you know in between those, you know, those different towns, uh, you can find some, you know, pretty uh, tranquil, quiet lakes that they'll, they'll take you right away. They, they got some beautiful, beautiful lakes up there. I can, I can highly recommend you 
recommend one for you. There's a lake called Black Oak Lake. It's up okay. by right. it's up by the uh, the UP border up there. Um, it was it was fantastic. Me and my wife took a weekend trip up there, and the reason that we went there is because she did a Google search and asked, "What is the cleanest lake in Wisconsin?" <laughs> And the water, <laughs> the water there is so clear you can see the bottom at thirty feet deep. Wow! It, it was absolutely wow. amazing. It's a, it's not a huge lake, but it's big enough for us to put our pontoon in there and cruise around and fish all day. You know, and we had a really good time. We caught a lot of fish. <laughs> nice, nice. That that sounds like a great time for sure. Uh huh. Yeah. So, what about when winter rolls around? What are you doing in the winter? Yeah, so in winter, uh, I would say my biggest thing is probably ice skating. I think I... I thought he was going to say ice fishing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he like, no, took you in a totally different direction. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, uh, ice fishing just never really got our attention. Uh, uh, we got we got a buddy that kind of goes out every now and then, and we, we try to join him, you know, once a year, whatever, if, if he invites us. Um, but even he doesn't get out as much as he would like to. Um, I mean, we've done it, you know, we've, we've caught fish and everything, but, uh, it just, it doesn't, uh, doesn't ring my bell as much as, as other things might, uh, uh, like I was saying, uh, ice skating is probably the big thing. It's, uh, uh, we actually build a, a homemade ice rink in our backyard. Um, and we, we kind of, we try to do that every year. Some years, uh, you know, it, it turns out great, you know, smooth as glass. Uh, you know, we try to use it as much as we can. And some years, you know, if there's a hole in the liner that we didn't know about, you know, it doesn't quite fill up and then, you know, it doesn't work. That can be kind of disappointing. Then we just use uh, the city's the city's ice rink that they set up. But uh, no, like I said, I kind of got into that, uh, I don't know, four or five, six years ago. And uh, been slowly getting better. Uh, I, I think I kind of hit a plateau now. Where are we? You know, you are know, we playing to... hockey, or are we doing yeah, like you, the yeah, figure skating ask. kind of thing, or what are we doing here? No, unfortunately not. No, uh, it's just kind of skating around, just you know, going fast, uh, you know, jumping around, going backwards, just kind of, just kind of scooting around. You know, uh, we don't really have much much hockey stuff or anything. We're just kind of out there to, you know, enjoy the day or the night and uh, just kind of skate around and, and have that kind of experience. Uh, yeah. That's just uh, what we do. Uh-huh. Nothing, nothing wrong with that at all. I go, well, I, I haven't been for a while, but I used to take the kids over in Stevens Point. The university has a indoor skating rink. We'd go over there and go skating all the time. They have a, one or two nights a week where they got open skating, you know, kind of like a roller rink, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. We used, to, we used to go, used to go over there and do that quite a bit, but now that the kids have all moved out, I don't think I've been there in a couple of years, but. Oh, gotcha. Well, I must say, uh, past, past ice skating. I also do some, uh, cross country skiing. We do that too. Um, we actually, uh, live right up, right off of a golf course. So obviously in the winter, you know, got a nice wide open, you know, place to just, uh, you know, do that. That's, that can be really, really beautiful in winter also. Um, I am far too lazy. Yeah. I am far too lazy for that. You must be in way better shape than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 
I got no comment on that. <laughs> but uh, you know, that keeps us busy also. Um, and since I've you know been home daily this this past year was my was my first winter home daily again. And uh, like I said, I've I've been trying to uh, you know use use you know make every moment you know something special. And uh, we also go, you know, sledding and tubing and stuff. Also, there's a few uh, hills in town that uh, we've uh, we've definitely, you know, used used the snow there. We've uh, took a few trips, and uh, I actually bought a few new tubes that uh, that they work really well. Because um, usually we would use uh, just just the classic sleds, but uh, we we dug up an old tube that we had in the basement. And that uh, that was more fun than I remember in my you know childhood and stuff. So I bought a few more, and now now I got you know the whole family using them. It's it's a good time. <laughs> right on. I grew up I grew up doing a lot of tubing there. My uh, dad worked for the county parks, and they have a big tubing hill with the tow rope and everything. So. Oh, gotcha. So we were there every weekend because. My parents, my dad worked there, you know, so we were there every weekend, you know, so. Uh, yeah, no, that's fun. It really is. We try to, uh, you know, do some sports in the summer. Uh, you know, we got a, you know, a local park that has, you know, like the basketball and tennis, tennis courts. So we do a lot of that as much as we can when we can, uh, you know, gather up, gather up all the buddies. Um, we do that. Um, also just in the evening, you know, when, when it kind of cools off, we just go for a walk around the community and everything. Uh, let's see, we get, like I said, we got a golf course in our backyard. So, um, you know, kind of later in the afternoon when it's less busy, uh, you know, we kind of um, last minute, you know, get out there and, uh, you know, play a couple holes and everything. Uh, and that's, that pretty much covers it for, you know, summer and fall and everything uh that's that's pretty much the the big things that i do with and and past that it's also just you know different projects around the house uh you know just just different things we're just putzing around with different stuff so using your imagination a little bit anything anything goes where do you where do you see the trucking industry going to in the future that's that's a really good question. Uh, I mean, because obviously we hear all these things about uh, you know electric trucks and you know uh, you know computer-driven trucks or stuff like that. Um, but I I personally think it'll it'll I mean obviously things change, but overall I think it'll stay very similar to what we have now for for a good while, you know, like at, at least another another generation, I imagine. Um, I personally haven't done too much you know, research or anything on the subject, but, you know, I've talked about it with, you know, a few veteran truckers and a few, you know, new truckers that kind of have more to look into that. Um, but I think it'll stay the same for at least another generation, uh, mainly just because, uh, you know, the, technology isn't isn't really there yet i mean obviously you know technology has been progressing you know very rapidly the past few years um but but uh to you know the many tests of longevity and stuff like that um 
you know, it'll it'll just take a long time to run the proper test to actually get get it on a massive scale. Even the manufacturing process of having to, you know, build all these new trucks. I mean, it's difficult nowadays to even, you know, get new equipment. Uh, you know, to you know get new trailers or new trucks for parts. I mean, it's it's difficult to get it with what we got. So to all of a sudden replace the you know, most of the industry with, you know, technology or, or anything else that would change it dramatically is, it just seems unlikely in my opinion. I can't disagree with you. It's definitely not something that's going to happen overnight, but I believe it's going to happen no. a lot sooner than what we think it will. Um, that's possible. Yeah, they, they've been testing those, uh, self-driven trucks and everything and i i think that's quite a ways from coming into fruition i think that to make that work they would have to do away with all self-driven vehicles and have them all operated by a computer that's the only way there's not variables in there you know what i mean so separate yeah, highways or something yeah yeah you've seen the seen the disney movie that wally -E or whatever there where everybody's just floating around on their chairs and <laughs> <laughs> does not that movie does not do it very good well you know they're all floating around on their chairs and just getting fatter and fatter and i'm, I'm like i'm ready to live that lifestyle i'm all, i'm okay with that <laughs> oh boy <laughs> no that does not look fun. i'm just i'm just clowning around playing around for um, a little bit it's all right but yeah mitchell what is it that keeps you here at rail who i work with you know uh very seldom have i come across you know a rail driver that that you know isn't isn't just happy you know uh they're always they're always happy you know ready to help out uh you know just they're just good people respectful you know in in every aspect uh just just great people all around um, so definitely the people, you know, and, and even fleet managers too, of course, uh, you know, it's not just the driver, you know, uh, you know, maintenance, fleet manager, uh, you name it. They're, they're all great people. They're willing to help you. Um, they're respectful, all that. Um, also there's the equipment aspect, uh, you know, they keep their equipment up to date and good, good working order. There's a lot of good points with rail that, you know, I, it's it's indescribable sometimes that you know, you know there's even things behind the scenes where you know it's like you might think you have a problem but you know it might be it might be fixed right away by you know with the office people or you know maintenance you name it it's it's just it's a great company how's the training been going as far as the information that we get you from the office you know out to where you guys are uh training is pretty good uh what I've kind of realized is, you know, the, the first year you're with rail, you know, especially if you go through UICDL, um, you know, you're, you're kind of, you're kind of getting used to their training system, you know, the, with the MyRail app and the, and the rail university, you're, you're, you're kind of getting used to, you know, I don't know, the questionnaires that they have in there, the videos and everything. Uh, but after a while, you know, you, you, once you know where to go and, and you know what's expected of you and everything um you know whether even like if you know a fleet manager calls you up and gives you a, you know verbal training on something for whatever um you know it's all it's it's all pretty simple you know it's 
it's not too complicated um it's they they get across what they need to and uh you know if you follow it you're going to be successful and uh it's gonna you know sometimes you just need a review and and it's no problem it's pretty pretty good nice right on. so i'm a little curious in your in your in your free time you know when you have time to kill you do you read books or do you watch movies and stuff like that yeah my if i if i ever have you know free time just some downtime which is is usually like at the on like a on like a weekend night like a friday night or a saturday night or whatever um i i always i, I watch a lot of movies uh i i go past the uh the five dollar bin at walmart and i always you know look in there for some movies <laughs> sure, there's some gems and, in there yep yep you'd be surprised what you find sometimes <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I got a lot of movies that I want to watch and that I, and that I do watch. I, I, that's what I do. I, I watch movies if, right I, on. if it's, yeah, if, if I'm not able to do, you know, the sports or anything, um, yeah. that's usually what I do on my downtime is I, is I just watch movies. Uh-huh. We usually wrap this up with a, with a, uh, survey question of sorts, but we've been asking the same one for so long that we're going to change it up here a little bit. The reason I brought that up was if you could bring any fictional character to life and make them real, who would that be and why? Interesting. Oh, yeah, that is interesting. <laughs> um, so I, I guess I'll, I'll preface this with, uh, you know, as you may know, I do listen to the podcast and uh and i and i know your previous question and i and i've i thought i actually had to think about it a little bit before i came on you know i wanted to kind of get my answer down oh and, so you uh, came all prepared <laughs> but, but I, I i can answer both i can answer both questions uh uh i'll just i'll give you the answer to your original I'll, you don't have to ask it or anything the I'll, dinner the, the, the dinner, dinner question is that the one you were talking about yep Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. Who I'll would just, you who I'll would you quick... in, who would you invite to your dinner party alive or dead? So Yeah, yeah. I'll just quick answer that. It it would be uh Ronald Reagan, uh Darius Rucker, and Bruce Willis. Nice. And nice. that would be an interesting yeah. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. And I did save Bruce Willis for last just because uh pertaining to your, your first question here. Mm -hmm. Um because I mean, I guess it depends on your criteria for fictional characters, I guess. I would assume that uh, that John McClane from Die Hard. I, I knew that's how... where he was going. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> All right. Because that, that guy, that... that it's just a heck of a character, you know, just uh, obviously you, you see what you see, you know, in the actual movie and what he does and stuff, but they also kind of build in like a background with him also, which is kind of interesting. So just to kind of meet him and how he progressed through his life would be, would be interesting to say the least. Absolutely. I just, I knew that was where you're going, which, which begs the side question. Is that, a, is Die Hard a Christmas movie or is it not? <laughs> I, I would say 
that Die Hard 1 and 2 can be considered Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah. right on. Right on. What about yeah, I remember, you, Travis? What I remember you, Mike, Travis. I remember Michael asked that question if Die Hard yeah, is a Christmas movie. Yeah. I, I say no. I say it's a Christmas. It, it happened during Christmas, but it's <laughs> not a Christmas movie. And yeah, the debate continues. Yeah, I don't know. I, yep. I don't think it's a Christmas movie, but it it's a fun debate. I think I'll add that because uh, um, I, I, I also did some thinking too. Was uh, um, Doctor Grant from Jurassic Park would also be really cool to to meet. Wh- which one is Doctor Grant? He's the guy with the with the cool hat, I guess. Um, that's the way I always know him by. He's the guy from the first one that went with the kids. Uh, they fell down the car in the tree, right? Yeah, Doctor yep. Grant. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And he's also in the in the third movie too. He's kind of like the main character in there. Um, he's in the the last movie, the Jurassic World Dominion. Yep, the newest. He's not, he's the newer. He's not, he's not the old guy that did the cloning, is he? No. No, that's I Hammond. think you're thinking of John Hammond. I would believe. Huh. I'm. I've seen the movies. I'm just not a. I'm not a Jurassic Park mega fan or anything <laughs> so who's your gotcha. jason who is your uh, fictional character uh, that you would well, bring into this reality? right off the top of my head i have to say a guy named titus bass i uh read a lot of books and he was a main character in a series of books by terry c johnston where they traveled through the fur trading fur trapping era they uh it's what they call a historical fiction. Um, everything in the books actually happened. You know, the guy traveled from St. Louis out to the Rockies, trapped the beavers, all this kind of stuff, dealt with the Indians and the rendezvous and all that kind of stuff. But they made up this imaginary character to live through it and tell us all about it. And I would, the guy was quite the character, man. I'd love to hang out with him. <laughs> Interesting. I'm a, yeah. I'm a big history nerd, so anything like that. I mean, I could think of a hundred off the top of my head, but they'd all be the same kind of thing, you know. So, so Titus gets it. Titus he's, is he's my, coming into reality. Titus is coming in. We're gonna hang out. We're gonna go fishing. So, yeah. are we ready to are we ready to wrap this up then? I think so, Mitchell. You got anything else you want to add to the podcast to anybody out there listening? Everybody out there listening. Well, I do just want to commend, you know, all, all the Dairyland drivers that help us out, uh, you know, when, when we have some, because uh, uh, like I said, the, we got a few dedicated guys that uh, are committed to taking three loads down a day. So it ends up to be like a total of like 12 or 15 loads that they, they take every day, but we might be shipping some extra loads someday. And that's when rail usually sends in some uh, Dairyland drivers to take care of those. And I just want to thank them for all being, you know, great guys, uh, helpful, you know, doing their thing. And uh, we appreciate it. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people appreciate it. Well, you've had a couple of my drivers in there over the last couple of days there. If, if if anybody's coming in here, it's, it's truck 241. I'm the day cab. You know, sometimes I'm out, you know, moving around and I'm trying to move. I mean, obviously not too fast, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm moving, you know, trying to stay busy and getting stuff done. 
But, uh, you know, if you ever need help or anything, just, just let me know. I've helped plenty of people, you know, backing into a door and, and, uh, you know, I, I might help them, you know, with hooking up or just whatever, whatever they might need help with or directions. If you ever need help with anything or questions about the company, just, just let me know. Right on, man. Well, I think that about does it, Travis. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Keeping It Rail. And keep that shiny side up and the dirty side down. Y'all be safe out there, okay? Thank you, Mitchell. Thank you, guys. Yes. Thank you. All right, talk to you later.